Okay, man, I am loud. Let me turn myself down. Woo, I hit that thing hot. I mean, hot. All right, so I am your host, the Sasquatch. And joining me today is nobody. I'm by myself, right by my lonesome. First time ever. Never done a podcast by myself. A little nervous, to be honest with you. I don't know if I can carry on a conversation by myself. I watch these other podcasts where the guys are out there and they're, you know, they're, 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 they've got the podcast going on and it's just them. Nobody else. Nobody else. And they go on for an hour or so. I'm like, how are you doing that? This is a miracle. <laughs> so I, I may, I may do it. I, I may not. We made a, a short but sweet episode of Bigfoot Revival. Uh, so yeah, look, I've done lost all contrast or contrast contract. All right, maybe I need to start over. <laughs> I have lost my place already. Uh, I am Sasquatch, and we were supposed to have an episode with You Command. We're going to do uh, part two of You Command, dealing with uh, the book that we've been reading together. Uh, it's good to be a man. And so if you haven't heard that, last week's was a good episode. Um, and I, I got one person saying, I, you know, I know, I know what you mean. You, you, um, I know what you mean, but you might want to clarify better. And I said, all right, give me, give me some place to clarify. Like, like tell me where we were unclear. I'm still waiting. So if you're listening to this podcast and, uh, you thought maybe it was unclear, you know, like, like. Because we're dealing with something, and, and there's a lot of undertones that if you don't already have, if you don't already have kind of a thinking this way, it's harder to accept, right? When you're talking about submission, that very word makes most of us kind of cringe. If somebody says submit to this, it, it, a lot of times it makes us cringe right off the bat. And with this, we're talking about, all right, submit to your husband. Submit to your husband. And husbands, you you have a high responsibility to take care and support and and love and protect your wife. You have a you have a really really strong um, uh, responsibility there. And if you don't do it, then you're failing. And and I, I think we made this clear, but if we didn't, um, to be honest, I can't remember. Wives, don't ever submit to your husband that is contrary to the word of God. Don't don't submit to anything that's going to be contrary to the word of God. As Christians, as Bigfoot Revival, I think we've made that clear when it comes to government. Obey your government. Submit to your government. That's hard for us to hear, right, sometimes. But submit to your government unless they tell you to do something that is ungodly. If they tell you to do something ungodly, then you have a place to stand up. You have a you have a, even a responsibility to stand up in a lot of cases. Um, a good example that we've talked about in the past is uh, does the church get to tell you not to go to, does the government get to tell you not to go to church? And somebody would bring, well, if the church was on fire and the government told you to get out. Yeah. Common sense would tell me to get out if the building is on fire. Uh, but if the building's on fire, I can still meet. I can still meet. They were saying, don't meet, don't meet outside. Don't meet inside. Just don't meet. And so the government in that situation may say, Hey, look, we'd prefer you not to meet in that building, but they're not saying don't meet. And, and, and so, uh, you know, as Christians, we have to think through these things and figure them out. 
that's another thing. I drink a lot. Um, <laughs> and usually I, I take it while my co-host, whoever that may be, is 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 talking. And you may hear me stop and just have to take a swallow from time to time. So I, I'm going to go ahead and apologize for that. Now, since the Yuka Man is not here and since Yeti is not here and I don't have anybody else, I still wanted to put a podcast out this week. And so that's what we're going to do. I'm going to start with worrying. Okay. Uh, if you want to, you, you're able to go ahead and pull your Bible out and turn to chapter six. And we're going to be in verses 25 through 34. And I will read them real quick, those verses, and then we'll get into talking about it because there's a lot of good information here. For this reason, I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. It is, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air that they do not sow, nor do they reap, nor gather into the barns. And yet, your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more, are you, excuse me, are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? And why are you worried about clothing? Observe the lilies in the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they uh, spin. In other words, they're not making clothes. Yet I say to you, not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Actually, it's got an exclamation point in it. So maybe it's you of little faith. Do not worry then saying, what will I eat or what will I drink or what where, what will I wear for clothing? For the Gentiles Eagerly seek all these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom and his his kingdom. Excuse me. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and he and all these things will be added to you. So, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And that's such a, a, a timely and needed uh, verse or, or passage that, that we need to go over right now. Because, you know, when we started this podcast, our, 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 our kind of slogan is, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. The idea was to think like Christians. Don't be afraid of COVID. Don't be afraid of the government. Don't be afraid of this or that. Losing your job, getting sick, that, this, and the other thing. Do not fear, but trust in the Lord. 
And, and here we go again. We're, we, you know, I, I don't know about you. I was listening to Glenn Beck, and I don't listen to everything. I catch uh, the, the, the highlights of it on YouTube for the most part, and I'll listen to those. You know, they're about 15 to 25 minutes or so. And he was saying, today may be one of the biggest news days of my whole career. And he just goes down this list of things that the government's doing and these people are doing and that's happening and this is happening and, and, and this is uh, in Europe and this is, you know, and it was all these different things. And you're like, oh, you know, you hear him list all this stuff that he had in his report and it's, just, yeah, I mean, you know, by the end of it, you're just, uh, uh, uh. but the scripture is clear to us. Do not worry. Do not, do not get into that mode of dread and uh where where your your mindset becomes more you're you're thinking about what might happen tomorrow or what might happen in an hour from now than you are or a year or ten years from now than you are what's gonna happen what God would have you to do right this moment. And we're a lot like that. Most of us if if we weren't like this and this may not would be in the scripture, right? Like if this isn't something that we, we struggled with, maybe Christ wouldn't have, would have made this a uh, part of the scripture, but he did. And, and, and for very good reason, we are, most of us are this way. Most of us worry over way, I mean, way too much. This is a part of the, the Lord's prayer, which is, um, I, 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 it's known as the Lord's prayer. I like to refer to it as the, uh, either example prayer or um, I'm blanking I'm on the other term, but, uh, you know, it's the, it's the prayer that God, Jesus gave us as an example. And, and it's, it's even large, no, excuse me, I'm so sorry. We, we come out of that. We come out of the prayer. It's a part of the Sermon on the Mount. Please forgive me. I don't, I don't have anybody here to keep me straight. I ain't got nobody here to keep me straight, so I'm, I'm going wild, going rogue. Uh, <laughs> see it's better to have somebody here to laugh with you instead of by yourself i'm just looking at a black empty couch uh so <laughs> um yeah i mean we 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 worry about everything and 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 to a certain extent right i mean you're justified if you are not relying on christ there's a lot to be concerned about ultimately if you're not relying on christ your biggest concern your biggest worry ought to be hell and damnation uh, but you know, there's also all these things because who's, who's going to take care of you? Who's going to take care of you? You know, the, the, the super right wing, which is more, you know, my line of thinking, I rule, I have my own set tank. I am on, uh, uh, well, you know, I, I kind of live off of what I can. I don't, I don't have a whole lot of, you know, nobody comes, picks up my trash or anything to that nature. Nobody comes those, uh, I do get mail obviously, but, but. You know, I don't get uh, uh, like a newspaper boy or something to that nature come by my house. If you want something, you have to go get it. If you if, and that, that's the way we like it, um, as as kind of rural people who who enjoy being rural. Now there's people out here doing, but that's besides the point. Maybe they're worried about that. <laughs> so we're we're worried about these things. Uh, what's the future going to look like? What's my IRA going to look like? What is my Roth going to look like? I reckon that is a Roth IRA. Uh, what's my 401k going to look like? What is, what are the stocks looking like? Who's going to be the next president? You know, if, if you're worried about, uh, 
Biden or somebody, Kamala being the next president, the person next to you is worried about Trump being the next president, or uh, um, I want to say Central, not Rick Central. He's not going to be president. Um, uh, the guy over Florida. Oh, my goodness. And it, DeSantis, DeSantis. You know, they're worried about Trump or, or DeSantis becoming um, uh, president. Wh- who's going to win the, the House and Senate? Like, that's a big thing right now. Who, who's gonna who's gonna win? And 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 we're 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 you know because of for people who are more right winged who are more self sufficient, you know you're you're worried about um will the government leave me alone and get out of the way so I can do my thing? And you look at yourself as your own savior. You look at yourself, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Christianity, Americanism, rugged independent. Rugged independentism. I don't think that's right. Anyways, um, you know, as Americans, as as rural people, we're, we're we take pride in being independent. Uh so that that's 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 a part of who we are. We 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 consider ourselves now part of as a Christian. You have to abandon that to a certain extent, right? You have to get rid of that uh, hyper independent i take care of myself i got here on my own no you got here by the grace of god you got here by the grace of god he's allowed you to be where you are for better or worse he's allowed you to and it's always it's always for your good uh for those who who are his right but he's got you where you are you didn't get there by yourself you didn't get there on your own no matter what you think it, that, that's a that's a uh, misnomer. Uh, uh, you you have a bad understanding, and they're they're Christians who really do. I mean, they'll say, you know, I've got everything on my own. No, you didn't. And and, and a, there's a good chance you didn't even like. That's not even true on a human level, but much less on a on a on a spiritual level, right? Uh, or 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 even on a very uh, tangible physical level but but being led by God. Now, on the other end, you have the war, the opposite end and and that's that the government needs to save us. The government needs to cancel our loans, right? The the there again, you got one crowd that's afraid that the government won't cancel their student loans and you've got another crowd that's afraid that they will. Uh, I lean on the crowd that, that tends to be more afraid that they will. We we need to take this stuff into consider. I mean, you you know, um, I'm sorry, I jumped. But we need to pull our minds out of, hey, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna set myself free. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull myself from bootstraps. I don't need help from anybody or anything. And uh, we need to get ourselves out of the mentality of. The government will save us. If we're, if it, listen, I'm flawed. I'm screwed up very much. So I'm very ignorant in a lot of things, right? So I can do a lot of things. I can fix my truck. I can do this. I can do that. I, but I can't do everything on my own. Can't do it. Ain't, ain't got it in me. And the, the government is screwed up as you are. The government's even that much more screwed up because it's, it's put together by a bunch of screwed up people. And you think that they're going to save you. 
You think they're going to get you out of this? You think, oh, oh, pay off student loans. What do you think happens to the student loans? There's there's consequences to everything we do. The government hasn't figured that out. They think they can act in a, in a way that has no consequence. But there's consequence in everything that we do. Who are we were? Who I mean, who are we leaning on? Where we need to lean on Jesus Christ. You lean on Jesus Christ, even if you're a little more left. But you're a Christian. You're not going to see the government as your savior. You'll see the government as a tool to help you, even if you're like me and you're really far on the right. You're not going to see yourself as some kind of self-messiah. You're going to look at God and what he's done for you and what he's going to do for you in appreciation and love, and you're going to see that God has given you the ability to do certain things but not others, and you're going to see God place you in positions and uh, and positions and places to which you would not be able to do on your own. Okay. Government's good, especially whenever it's held under uh, a biblical context. You need to take self-responsibility and do for yourself, but you're not your savior and the government's not your savior. And therefore, when you, you're dependent on these things to save you from things, of course you're worried. Of course you're worried because, what well, I mean, what, what are you doing? You're, you're leaning on something that is sinful and flawed and imperfect and, and, and more than just imperfect. It's, it's really not good. It's not really that, that good to begin with. Is it? It's not that good to begin with. And... So, so we're leaning on these things to save us. And we wind up with worry and anxiety in our hearts. We lean on money to save us. If I had, if I won the lottery, I wouldn't have no more worries. But statistically, you see people who win the lottery wind up in very bad shape. They wind up in very bad shape. They've still got worries. There's, there's, there's millionaires out there, billionaires who still have worries. The, uh, what's his name? Bezos. I mean, homeboy, well, him and, uh, uh, Microsoft. Uh, oh, I wish I was better at calling out names. Um, I want to say Steve jobs that, that he's Apple guy, but, um, anyways, so, so the guy that created, uh, windows, and Bezos, the creator of Amazon, they're divorced. They're divorced. Got all the money in the world. Didn't fix the problem with their wife. Still had worries. Still had worries. And if they didn't have worries about their wives, they definitely had worries about their wives taking half of what they've got. They definitely have got worries about their... So, so money doesn't fix worries. We like to think it does. We like to think it does. I remember, you know, when you were a teenager, you think, oh, okay, when I get 20, I'll, I'll behave this way. And when I get 30, I'll behave this way. And, and as, as in my thirties, uh, working on to my forties, you know, I look back and I go, that was foolish. That was foolish to just think that things would happen. It, it was foolish to think that things would just happen because I turned a certain way. And that's the way we are with the government or money or 
ourselves. We put this 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 faith or this trust in, in those things, money, government, self. Uh, there's there's probably more, but the the uh, community, some community. A lot of us put a lot of trust in a community that's honestly, truly not a community. And we put this trust in them, and they're going to fail. They're going to fail. And we just assume that when this happens, this is what's going to happen. And it doesn't. It, it doesn't. And, and we're, we're, we're dropped on our face. Everybody's had at least a moment where they were dropped on their face. They thought there'd be somebody there to catch them. They thought there'd be a savior, and there wasn't. Christ will never drop us. Christ will never let us smash our face on the pavement. He catches us. And see, that's why we don't worry. That's why we don't have worries. He says, look at the birds of the sky. Now, they say that Israel is this like cross-section of of birds. It's like a bird migration intersection. So there's all kinds of different birds. And there's Christ. You know, there's probably birds everywhere, but there's Christ uh, teaching the Sermon on the Mount. And these birds fly by as he's talking about this. And he says, look at the birds. Look at the birds. They're not, they're not storing away food. They're not worried about tomorrow. They're not trying to put food in the barns and gather. They don't, they don't sow and reap. In other words, they don't plant and gather. <clears throat> they don't do these things. And yet look at them. Not a, not a care, not a worry. Why? Because they do what God's created them to do. And when you do what God has created you to do, you, you don't have worries. You don't have worries. If you live a life that, that says, I'm going to live the way that God's created me, I don't have worries. It's like this. If you live a life in which you say, everything that I do brings glory to God. Everything that I do brings glory to God. I don't worry about the government saving me. I don't worry about me saving me. I don't worry about anything else because I know that my Lord and Savior has me. And I don't mean that in a, a health and wealth type way. I don't mean that in a prosperity gospel type way. I mean that I could die tomorrow and I'm in heaven and I'm fine with that. That's why, and, and we've talked about this in the past, me and me and Yeti, and we've talked about that's why Christians used to be able to go into these places where the plague had, had hit and, and take care of the sick. Yeah, we may die, but if we die, so what? We're with heaven. We're in heaven. Why? Because we're doing what God's commanded us to do. We're doing the will of God, and, and it may not be great for our health, that's why missionaries can go overseas and, and, and do these tribal areas. And, and they said, you know, I may, I may die. I may die. I hope I don't. Right? Because I want to continue to bring God glory while I'm here on earth. But if I die, I'm, I'm with the Lord. I'm with the Lord. Hopefully, you don't die in some horrific way, right? You know what I mean? You know, but even if so, when that ends, you're with the Lord. What, what better gift? 
Now, that doesn't mean that we ought to go, you know, become a bunch of martyrs. What it does mean is that there is a reward for heaven for those who are faithful to him. That takes away part of your anxiety. That takes away part of your worry, knowing that God's created you to fly and he supplies what you need on the way from, from point A to point B, and that's what you do. You fly. And we need to do that as Christians. We need to quit worrying about what the world thinks. We need to quit worrying about what these people and those people think are going to do and just do what God's told us to do. And that's that's as you go. As you go. Make disciples of all nations. That is, live a life that brings glory to God, a life that is honored by 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 God a life that is lived righteously and you can only do this if you have the holy spirit by the way you can only do this if you have the holy spirit live a life without worry i'm not perfect at it by any means i, I promise you that but when i when i'm going through the scripture i'm preaching these things and i'm studying these things man it, it just reminds me of all the worry that's out there on the, you know, uh, it, it kills me. The the guys on the right, who I, and there, you know, I'm, I'm on the right, but the, you know, people are out there and they're, and and I'm sure it's on both sides. They're just fear mongers. They're just a bunch of fear mongers. All of them are fear mongers. We're we're, you know, we're so scared of what the other one's gonna do. Um, we can't ha- have stand it. And Christians, if you're if you're worried about your nation, spread the gospel. Preach the word of God. So, anyhow, then he goes. Let me see here. No, I've lost my spot. So he's talking about the birds and how they don't sow, they don't reap, they don't put anything away. They just do what God's created them to do, and that's fly from point A to point B. And on the way, they make stops and eat. God has supplied their their needs on the way to where they go. Uh, Verse 27, it says, And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to your life? Some some translations say a a single cubit. But it's, it's... who can add a moment? Who can add? Who can add any length of measurement of time to your life by worrying? Nobody. Nobody. In fact, we know for a fact that it, it shortens your life. It, it it causes you to live shorter because you're 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 worried. Uh, who was it? I was um the Mayo. I think it's uh the guy in the Mayo Clinic's named after. He, yeah, I could probably just guess like John and it'd be right. John Mayo. <laughs> no, um, but, but the guy at the Mayo clinics, he said, I've never seen anybody work themselves to death. I have seen people worry themselves to death. We worry. Where's, how are we going to make money? Oh, now we have money. What, how are we going to keep money? Are we going to make more money? The government's done this. Are they going to do that? Are they going to, what's next? We're out of this hole or we're in this hole. Now what? Oh, you think you're going to pull yourself up by the bootstraps? Wait until you can't. Because eventually there's something going to happen. You're not going to be able to do it. Handle on your own. 
but you lean into the strength and arms of Christ. Let him carry you. Let him do the, the work for you, and there's nothing to worry about. One of my favorite stories is of, of uh, Ridley and Latimer, and they were being uh, martyred for the faith, and they were being burnt alive, and, and I think it was Ridley that said, play the part of the man, Mr. Uh, no, I think it was Latimer. Play the part of the man, Mr. Ridley. Play the part of the man. For there's a candle being light that will be seen in all England. That's a paraphrase. I can't remember if I've got it exactly right. But that that's, he's saying that with this fire being lit with our bodies, God's glory, God will be glorified from that. What are you going through that's hard? What are you going through that's difficult? That you want to worry about? Instead of worrying, you ought to be looking at the fact that God will be glorified through that. It may kill you. But God's going to be glorified through that. And it was shortly after that that uh, uh, power changed hands in England and, and a lot of stuff changed and, and, and uh, Protestantism. I can't talk today. I apologize. Protestantism. That's not right. Anyways, the Protestants uh, uh, gained power again, and, 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 and they were right. He was right. It, it lit a candle. and. That that's that's the kind of strength that you can have through Jesus, and, and it, then it goes on to say, "And why are you worried about the clothes? Observe the lilies of the field. Uh, let me see, lilies of the field grow. What what watch these flowers." They do not toil, nor do they spin. In other words, they're not they're not making string and sewing together clothing. They're not out there going and, and, and making dye and then dyeing the, the wool or the cotton or whatever they would have had back then. You know, they're not dying their 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 the flowers weren't having to go out there and cover themselves. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory, clothed himself like one of these. Solomon, the wisest, richest, best-dressed man of all time, couldn't compare to a flower. I think it was John MacArthur that said, if you look at it under a microscope, you would see the, uh, you would see the intricacies of God's creation of a petal when you go look at clothing under a microscope, it's still clothing. <laughs> it's string and, 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 and it's fiber twisted together. And if you look at the most uh, wonderful made clothes versus the, 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 the raggedy clothes, when you, when you really look into them, it's still the same thing where a flower has this wonderful intricacy about it. And, and yeah, I mean, you, you know, flowers are prettier than normal clothes. How do you know that? Because we tend to put flowers on clothes. We, we, we like, uh, especially ladies, uh, like having a flower print, even men. I mean, that, that's the whole idea behind a Hawaiian shirt, right? Is, is to have, um, 
you know, it has flowers on it, leaves and, and, and things of that nature. Shoot, even old redneck like myself likes to put on uh camouflage when he's hunting. <laughs> and that's full of, you know, uh uh twigs and leaves and, and all kinds of stuff like that to camouflage you. So we put that stuff on and, and it can't compare to the beauty of a flower. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is alive today, and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? You've got these flowers that are here today and gone tomorrow, and they live their entire life in beauty. But it's a short life. And here we are, trying to extend our days, worrying, which is ultimately going to wind up shortening your days. But we try to extend our days by worrying. We try to extend our days by, by stressing. And we lie to ourselves. It's not worry, it's concern. No, concern doesn't keep us up at night. Concern doesn't uh, overwhelm our mind. If I'm, if, I'll put it to you this way. If I think more about this thing than God, I'm worried about it. If I think more about this thing than God, I'm worried about it. And here's these flowers who don't do anything but grow, live, die. That's, that's what they do. And yet they've lived that short existence. Part of, part of what makes them beautiful is the petals, is the greenery, is the, you know, you look at a flower up close and it's pretty. You zoom out or you look out and you look over like a, a, a field with that's grown up and it's got all the purple or red flowers and that kind of stuff. And it's just beautiful. But not only is it beautiful because of that it's beautiful because it spent its entire short life doing what god created it to do with no worry no anxiety no depression none of that none of that it's not any of that it just lives its life and when it's done it's done Do not, do not worry then, saying, what will I eat? What will I drink? Or what will we wear for clothing? I, I said this in the sermon, and I'm going to have to, I'm pulling it from memory, so I'm, I'm hoping I say it right. We should eat the bread of the table of the Lord's Supper, so that he may fill us with a remembrance of what he's done on the cross. We should drink the waters of our baptism so that we may be refreshed and, and renewed for his glory. And we should worry, I mean, well, not worry, <laughs> I told you I was going to mess it up. And we should wear the robes of righteousness which he supplies for 
every Christian. What will I wear? The robes of righteousness that God's given us. That's what I wear. What will I drink? I'll drink the everlasting water, the water of life. And I'll eat the bread that he's supplied at his table. Don't worry. Do not worry about these things. For the Gentiles, eager, eager, eagerly, I'm telling you, I can't speak today. I apologize. Eagerly seek all these things for, they seek all these things. They, they are worried about these things. They, they strive. You see people, you know people, maybe even what you would consider good people. But they strive and 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 they never get where they want to go. They'll never get where they want to go. They'll never seek satisfaction. They'll never, there's always worry. There's always tomorrow. No, you know, uh, there's always something that has to be taken care of. If it isn't one thing, it's another. And they don't know Jesus. And they distracted the reality of their their soul through doing. And they should worry. The lost man should worry. The Gentile should worry. The man that does not make uh, Jesus Christ his Lord and Savior should have concern, worry, anxiety over the eternal, the state of his eternal life. And you might as well make the world that you have now, right? You might as well make it as best as you're going to get because as uh, Joel Steen once said, this is your best life. If you're going to die and go to hell, this is your best life. So strive, work, distract yourself from the real issue. Just like a Gentile. Just like a, someone who does not know God. And the sad thing is the Christian has, instead of leaning on God and doing what he's uh, have us to do, we worry. We worry. What about our kids? What about our grandkids? What about this? What about that? And we, we look and act just like the Gentiles, those who do not know God. We look and act just like those who don't know God. But we shouldn't. We shouldn't. We should be uh, thriving in the world that God has given us. The meek shall inherit the earth. Why? Why? Why do the meek inherit the earth? Because God's given the meek strength. And where does that strength come from? God. So why am I worried? What if it kills you? What if it kills me? 
there again, I'm not saying go jump the Grand Canyon on a, on a motorcycle. I'm saying that if the Lord's called you to the mission field, if the Lord, if the Lord has called you to watch over and give your life to a, uh, other people, which is kind of done for all Christians, but, but I think, you know, you got pastors, uh, uh, nurses, nurses, yeah, nurses, doctors. I mean, there's just certain, certain lifestyles, certain, uh, things to where it's like, all right, my main priority is to look out for other people. That That's what, I think that's what made it so atrocious during COVID to see all these, uh, healthcare workers who were supposed to be loving and taking care of other people go, Oh, but me first, but me first. Quit living like the Gentile. Quit, quit striving for things that, that aren't meant to be yours. Quit pretending like this is your best life. Because it's not. It's not. He says, verse uh, 33, but seek first the kingdom, his kingdom. I, I always say the kingdom, his kingdom. Seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. You seek first before before food, before drink, before clothes. Seek first the kingdom, God's kingdom, and his righteousness. And he'll give you these things. He will give you his kingdom. He will give you his righteousness. Why well, worry about godly things once I've got my stomach full? Priorities are backwards. Priorities are backwards. This is part of that whole thing where we've said we need to be thinking, looking at the world through the Bible, not the Bible through the world. We need to have a biblical worldview, not a worldview, and then sprinkle Bible on top of it. You worry about the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then you worry about yourself. Uh, That's the whole idea with fasting. I'm going to uh, uh, put my body in a place of hunger so that I may be spiritually fed, so that I may find God's, so that I may increase in God's righteousness. And I like, I like this. So do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Today, God's given you the grace to deal with what you have to deal with. He hasn't given you the grace to deal with tomorrow. Not until tomorrow's today. <laughs> he gives you the grace and power and everything you need to deal with what's at hand. And to worry about tomorrow is not putting your trust and your faith in God. Worry is a sin. Worry is a sin. And a lot of times we're more worried about the hypothetical issues of tomorrow than we are about the certain issues that are directly in front of us today. 
we're more worried about what could happen tomorrow instead of worrying about what is happening today. To to put kind of a, I don't know what you'd call it, maybe a more, I don't want to say secular, but, but, but Jordan Peterson, I'll say it and then we can kind of work our way through it. Jordan Peterson says, make your bed before you go out and try to change the world. We all want to go change the world. We all want to fix the big problems. We all want to do that. But most of us can't even make our own bed. Most of us are having, you know, our rooms are dirty. He says, fix this stuff. And I think the concept is similar here, but better, right? Because this is Christ and he's given us all these things. He says, don't worry about tomorrow. Worry about what's in front of you today. Why would I want you to to fix anything that's in the future if you can't fix things that are here today or you're not going to fix things here today why would i want to listen to someone who says hey i know how to fix the world but you don't even know how to fix your own house you don't even know how to fix your own marriage you don't know how to fix your own anything but you know how to fix the world There again, Jordan Peterson, I think, kind of comes back to that whole pull yourself up by the bootstrap mentality. But that being said, we lean on God. We lean on Christ, and he will give us the ability. He will give us the grace and mercy to deal what needs to be dealt with today. And if that is death, then he will give it you the ability to deal with death. If that is life, he'll give you the ability to have life. If that is is our bills, he'll get you through it. But you have to be leaning on him. There again, uh, uh, to relate it to something going on in the news. You want your, your college bills paid off? He'll give you the ability. Don't wait for the government. Do what you're supposed to do. Go ahead and do what you're supposed to do. Don't wait for somebody like uh, the government or, you know, anybody else or, you know, or yourself to try to fix these things. Lean on God. And it may just be simply that he gives you the grace to deal with it. Kind of like when Paul, I mean, not Paul. Yeah, Paul. Paul had a thorn in his side. He prays to God three times. The Lord take the thorn from my side. And God responds to him. I have given you the grace to deal with this. And so, as far as we know, he lived his whole life with that thorn in his side. And did it cheerfully because God had given him the grace to deal with it. I think a lot of times, you know, we talk about uh, having a cross to bear. And what we may should be talking about more than bearing a cross, although we, we are to bear our crosses daily, don't get me wrong, but I think we, we, we mess up the, the categorization of these things. And what we're actually talking about, what we call bearing our crosses are actually thorns in our sides. They're not, they're not so much uh, that we're suffering uh, strictly for the name of Jesus. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not, uh, but, but, we have problems 
that are very real. I, I mean, it could be cancer. It could be, um, a bad neighbor. It, you know, it could be just about anything. And you have this thorn in your side. But like I said, come go, go to Jesus, lean on him. How do you, how do you do that? I think, I think a lot of us would say, well, how do you do that? That sounds nice. That sounds nice, Sasquatch. How do you do this? Well, first of all, it takes a lot of swallowing of pride. Followed with repentance. And it takes going to him in prayer. Most of us can't silence our mind long enough to pray. Most of us can't hush long enough to pray. We we have to we have to pull up our phone or and I'm bad about that too. I'll have something playing in the background most of the time. We we have to have these things in our life. But we can't just hush and meditate on the word of God. We can't just sit there and go to him and empty our hearts out to him and say, Lord, I am tempted to worry about this issue, but I know that you say not to worry, and and so I want to give it to you. What do most of us do? Immediately, problem, I'll go, I'll handle it. Let me handle it. Or problem, I need somebody to fix this for me. Even if it's something you know how to do that's very, you know, on a, on a very basic elementary level and you're not even that worried about it, you ought to carry it to God first. Carry it to God first. And you eventually get to a place to where when you, when you are handing these things over to God, you're able to actually let go of it. Because you know the Father has it. When Christ died and he spilled his blood and that blood washed you whiter than snow, part of what it did is it made you a priest, giving you access to the Father so that you could walk into his throne room and say, Daddy, I'm hurting. I'm scared. I'm worried. And I know you say not to worry and to be scared. But I I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix this. Or maybe maybe you have an idea how to fix it. But you just want to tell your 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 your, your daddy about it anyway. Or father, you want to tell your father about it anyway and say, Father, you know, I, you know, I've got this neighbor and I know what to do. I got to love him. I got to love him. But man, is it hard. Man, is it hard. And instead of worrying about it, you give it over to him, knowing that he's going to take care of it. You say, what if he doesn't? He will. Now, does that give us an excuse to just sit around on our 
on our hands and do nothing. No, that's not what we're saying. You still have responsibility. God's given you responsibility. You have to take that responsibility and move forward with it. You have to take that responsibility and move forward. Now, that being said, just because he's given you action to do does not mean that he is not in control. Does not That does not mean that he is not sovereign and that he will work it out for you. And a lot of times God works it out for us by having us uh, get off our, our rear ends and get to work. He fixes it for us because he's given us the ability or mindset or whatever it may be to, to handle this in this moment. So there, there is responsibility that has to be taken, but carry it to God first and foremost. That that's the part we have to do. So, Man, I think uh there we go. I think we actually made it to write about an hour. And my throat's a little, you know, a little stiff. I didn't warm it up. Nor when I preach I get to warm it up because, you know, I get to, Oh, you get kinda loud there, music. Let me turn you down. So I get to, to warm up because uh I'm singing. I'm singing songs and hymns and, and all that kind of fun stuff. And uh, But I didn't warm up. I just came in here cold. So anyways, hope you all enjoyed that. Give us feedback. Give us feedback on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, uh, the website, BigfootRevival.com. Um, if you have anything, give me feedback. There again, give us feedback so we know how to do this. So we can do what's right. Uh, remember, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. Uh, yo, Yeti. That's right. Look, guys, we out.